0: Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good evening, everyone. Well, you can do better than that. Good evening, everyone. That's better. Um, Great to see you all. Um, it's a real joy to be here and speaking to you this evening. It kind of feels, I'm, firstly I'm sorry, like there's five vicars here and you're stuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm Dan, I'm the youth pastor here at Greyfriars um, and I'm just gonna, it almost feels like it's almost time to go home doesn't it already, like we've heard so much stuff that we just already, I already feel filled up. Um, I'm ready to go, but so hopefully it won't keep you too long. But if you've got the Bible passage open there, it'd be really great to keep it open in front of you. We're just going to have a look at a few different things that come out in that passage there. Um, so let me just pray as we begin. Lord, as we look at your word, as we look at what it means to follow Jesus, I pray you'd open our hearts, open our minds, open our ears and our eyes to see and hear you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, if you've got that passage open, that'd be really helpful because what we see in this little passage here um, is a man called Paul who's written this letter to the Thessalonians. He's written to a church. He's a follower of Jesus. And what he's done um, is he is writing to a church because what he's done is he heard a good report about the church that he helped found and went to visit and spent some time with in Thessalonica. So, he's heard this great report. And, and he's like just trying to, because Timothy, his friend, as you see in verse 6, um, has brought this good news. And the good news that he's brought back to Paul is of their faith and their love. And so that's the, what we're going to focus on this evening. It says uh, in verse 6, but Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and your love. And as we think about baptism this evening, we've witnessed seven baptisms here this evening. Really, I, I don't want to explain anything new to anyone really here this evening. For the, I really just want to kind of explain some of what's been going on. Because <laughs> if you're sat here and you're new in church and this is all a bit crazy for you, what's going on? I want to explain some of that. And I think at the heart of it is faith and love. And so we're going to be thinking about faith and love, the two things that that Paul highlights in this passage as as he looks at the the Thessalonian church. Um, And almost, it feels like these two things, faith and love, are held out in this passage as hallmarks of what it means to be a Christian. What it means to follow Jesus is a life of faith and a life of love. And so if you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, I want to ask you the hard question of what do people know you for? What do they know you for? If someone was to write a report or send a report back to a friend far away, would they say, yeah, their faith and their love? Are you known for your faith and your love? And what about our communities as well? Our churches, Greyfriars, New Hope, Reading Gateway. Are we known for faith and love? Or are there other things that we're known for? I would suggest that we need to think about what it is that we're known for, if someone was to write this kind of report about us, if it was bring a report back, is it faith and is it love? And if you're here tonight, for the, like you don't normally come to church and, and this is all new to you um, and you're wondering what's going on, then firstly, welcome, it's great to have you with us, you're so welcome here. And secondly, I know how you feel because my first ever church service that I ever went to as a 16-year-old was a baptism service. And it was all a bit weird, and I didn't get it, but something there drew me in. I had no church background at all, and I just, my girlfriend at the time, um, Graham, I, I sympathise, um, my girlfriend at the time invited me to her baptism service, and, and I just was like, wow, there's so much faith and love in the people here, in the church that was here, and it drew me in to something about God, and so I want to encourage you this evening. If you're here and that you're here for the first time, and you don't come to church very often, think about what, it, what why you're here, what you can see in the people around you, the faith and love. And I want, and I pray and I hope that God meets you in the same way that He met me and has met with each of these candidates. You don't need to take my word for it. You've already heard seven stories of lives that have been changed. But I believe that following Jesus is the best decision anyone can ever make in their life. And so that's what really we're going to be talking about this evening. So faith and love. So let's just start with faith because that's where Paul starts. We're going to think about faith. Um, and earlier on in the service, the bit that David forgot that then did, um, where he had to read out that liturgy and encourage people to put their trust in Jesus, um, he asked them three questions. He said, do you believe and trust in God the Father who made the world? Do you believe and trust in his Son, Jesus Christ, who redeemed mankind? And do you believe and trust in his Holy Spirit who gives life to the people of God. And to each of these questions, the answers were, I believe and trust in him. And then we declared, this is our faith, this is the faith of the church. remember that? You were awake, you were here, yeah? Great. Um, And I think those words are really helpful in what it means to unpack um, this word faith, because it's, it's saying that basically, it's is belief and trust, because some people um, will believe that uh, being a Christian, following Jesus, is just signing up to a set of beliefs, uh, signing up to a set of doctrines, following a certain set of rules, like living a certain way, and and there might be some element to that because we want to be united around what we believe together, but that's not what it's all about. We shouldn't be known for what we believe. We should be, but known for the one who's who we're following, for the one we're trusting in, and that idea of belief. And trust coming together is absolutely crucial to what it means to have faith. Faith um, is about following Jesus, and and as we think about faith, it's actually about following the one that we can't see, isn't it? Like it's re- it's, it's quite hard because you can't see God. God is invisible, and we can't see him. It's about stepping out in faith, and, and let's be let's be honest, it's hard to. It's hard to follow someone you can't see. And so it really is a step of faith, a step of trust, of saying, yes, I give everything I am. And that's what they've done here this evening. Everything I am, everything I have, to one that I can't see. That's what faith is. But, like, it's hardwired into us to believe in things we can't see, isn't it? Like, uh, I believe emotions exist. Um, some of you might not feel like that. Oh, Well, you would if you don't feel like that. Anyway, Um Um, We also believe in electricity and wind and loads of stuff that we can't see. We believe in smells um, because they're there and we can smell them. We can experience them. Um, We breathe in oxygen. Like there's stuff, like we're hardwired to believe in things that we can't see. But it's a whole other thing to trust something that you can't see, isn't it? To trust in something, to say, yes, everything I am, everything I have, I give to the one that I can't see. I give to God and I give it all to him. And that's what's been happening this evening. It requires trust, a belief, yes, of taking those facts and saying, yeah, this, is, this, is, this makes sense to me. I believe this. But that's not enough. It's belief and trust of taking that step that says, yes, I'm going to step into this and I'm going to live my life differently. And Jesus is going like, to dictate everywhere that I go, everything that I do. I'm reminded, reminded of a time when I, um, when I went skydiving. It was about six years ago. Anyone here been skydiving? That's like three people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's Mel. That's my wife. She was with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went skydiving in New Zealand, literally in a place called Paradise. I mean, what more can you want from life? Uh, so we went skydiving in a place called Paradise, really blessed to have that opportunity. Um, and we had this tiny plane, Okay, there were four of us, plus a pilot in there. It was thinner than this aisle down the middle. Okay, and you sat down. There were no chairs. You just shuffled in and sat in the, in the lap of the person behind you. Um, and then they just fly you up, and then you'd fall out. Um, but what happened was I had to have belief and trust in that moment as I was shuffled in. So what happens is uh, I, I'm strapped to a guy who's got a parachute, I am hoping. Um and, and I'm sat in his lap um, and Mel is strapped to a guy who's in front of me and we're all sitting in each other's laps and then we just tumble out. Um, but I have to uh, believe that this guy exists because if I fall and he's not there and we're not attached, there's an issue. Um, and so, but I know that he exists because very strangely, and this is one of the strangest experiences of my life, um, I was sat there. I, this is a bit of a detour, sorry. Um, I was sat there. And, you know, terrified. We're going to hit 8,000 feet and we're just, and he's just eating a steak and kidney pie in my ear. (laughs) So, like, I know he's there, yeah? I can hear him munching away. Um, And so I know he's there, um, but what I have to do in that moment is not just believe he exists. I have to trust that he's packed the parachute properly. I have to trust that he knows when to pull the cords. I have to trust that he knows that he's actually going to do it. And so that when we're tumbling out of this this plane through the sky, I literally have to put my life in his hands. It's no good just believing. I have to take that step of faith and totally, totally trust that that's what he's doing. That that my life is in his hands. And that almost feels like a great illustration, for me at least, of what it means to believe and trust in Jesus. Um, And for those of you who are a bit more visual, uh, we've got a little clip Um, that Melissa's gonna put up on the screen. Most of you will recognize this. Um, Here we go. (laughs) Ну <laughs> что This is for the chefs and bartenders. We don't have YouTube premium. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, But that's that sense of like properly stepping out, isn't it? Like there's no turning back. There's no coming back with that. There's that step of faith of just saying, not just I believe that this is going to work, or even I have doubts that this is going to work. Because what you find in the passage is he said, I want to make up for what's lacking in your faith. They just had some faith and that faith was enough because it meant that they would follow Jesus. They stepped out in faith and that's what our candidates this evening have done. They've stepped out in faith. They have believed in Jesus, but not only that, they've trusted him. They've trusted him with every single part of their being and that is amazing. So that's part of what's going on here. Um, The second thing that we're going to think about is love. Um, because that's something that they were praised for as well in this passage Um, and you know these two themes especially love actually came through this evening through some of the stories Um, and even more than faith maybe when you read the rest of the bible you think maybe christians should be known for their love if you look at what jesus said you should know that christians should be known more than anything for their love and the new testament makes it really clear what love is it's nothing to do with the kind of like true love is nothing to do with that, like romantic, sex driven, selfish love that we hear about and, that we, um, and, and that's all in our songs and the media and all of that. The love that, that we talk about in church, the love that we hear about in the Christian gospel, in the message of Jesus, um, if we want to know what that love is, it makes it very clear that we need to look at Jesus. We need to look towards Jesus. 1 John 3, 16 says, this is how we know what love is. So like, this is how, this is how we know what love is. You want to know what love is? This is how it is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And since we're here at a baptism service, uh, let's stick with that image of baptism to try and work out what this love is, what, what, how it all works with that. Um, because when, when people get baptised, it's supposed to remind us. It's supposed to bring back those images. It's supposed to really highlight to us the love of Jesus, because of the way that, you know, the imagery, what's happening as people go down into the water is they're identifying with his death in the same way that they, that they go down into the water, he went down into the grave, and then as they come up, there's that sense that they're identifying with his resurrection, or he's come back from the dead, and so that image of him going down into the grave shows us love, because that is where we see love, more than anywhere else in all of human history. Because on the cross, when Jesus gave his life for us, it was for love. It was for, he gave everything he had. It cost him everything. And it was for you and for me. That's what love is. And that's what's driven everyone that's come here this this evening. They don't think they're good enough. They don't think I'm being baptized because I'm a great Christian. They don't think I'm here to put my faith and trust in Jesus because I'm really good at it. They do it because they say, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me and I trust him. Jesus loves me and he showed it to me on the cross. He gave everything of himself so that I could have a relationship with God. So that I can know God. So that when I was distant, just as we heard in some of the stories, so that when I felt far away from God... Jesus died and brought me near, that I may know his love, that I may know his grace. And if you're here this morning, it's not this morning anymore. If you're here this evening, and like, sometimes I just stop and think, like, why are there so many people, like millions around the world, and seven have declared it this evening, following a man who lived and died 2,000 years ago? It really makes you think, doesn't it? It makes me think, like, 2,000 years ago, and people are still getting baptised to say, yeah, I'm giving everything to that man. I'm giving everything to the God who gave everything for me. And that's the kind of thing that got me going at at this baptism service that I was at when I was younger. I was like, all of these people here, like 2,000 years ago, there must be something here. And so I would encourage you to explore that, to talk to the person that invited you to talk to the person, come and find some of the baptism candidates or one of the many vicars here this evening, um, just to ask them about it. Like, just surely it makes you wonder, is it all real? Surely this love is real and it means something. And then, if you have a look at verse 12, um, because this this love doesn't stop. This This love of God doesn't stop. It didn't stop at the cross. It's shown most fully at the cross, but it doesn't stop. Um, It's a love that keeps on giving. In God, there is boundless, unending, everlasting love because God is love. And verse 12 makes that clear to us. It says, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. This love is supposed to um, overflow in our lives. And I'm sure we could all kind of imagine what that's like, that image of overflowing. Um, but because I quite like visual illustrations and it's funny when it goes wrong, Ooh, nearly did. <laughs> um, we're just gonna watch it. We're just gonna see what happens when we, when our love overflows. Um, so you just could put a glass on top. Um, Nilu, if you're here, I'm sorry, I stole your glasses. Um, and, and you just watch what happens. So you can be full up with God's love and then it overflows. One of them got loads. (laughs) And it just overflows to those around them. And that's what it means to be a Christian. Like this love sometimes feels like, like I don't know if you've ever felt like your love just dries up. Like you might think, like I've got enough love maybe to get through the day, but I don't have enough love for that colleague who's really annoying. I don't have enough love um, for, for the person that I walk past on the street that needs me. I don't have enough love to listen patiently. I feel like I'm just running out of love and we can run dry. But this talks about overflowing love. God is love. If you feel like you're you're running out of love and you haven't got enough to give, go to the source who is love and he will pour out his love on you. And all you need to do is ask. Take a simple step of saying, God, I want to know more of your love this evening. I want to experience more of your love. And then what happens is communities are changed. Woo, told you when it goes wrong. Um, Communities are changed. Everything changes because that love just pours out of us. It overflows to those around us. Our churches are transformed. Our communities, Reading, Whitley, all of these places get transformed because the love that gets poured into us isn't just for us because it overflows. And it overflows to those around us. And that's what real love is. David and Emma, could you just... Sorry, I'm really kind. It's really messy now. Yeah, sorry, I didn't really think about this bit. Um, thank you very much, that's very loving. <laughs> so faith and love, you hold these two together as hallmarks of what it means to be a Christian, of what it means to follow Jesus. And hopefully, um, those who... Have come here this evening to be baptized will grow in faith and will grow in love and maybe as we kind of go through the rest of this week we need to be saying where like how am i doing on faith and love where is my faith and love at how about my community what about my home group my cell group whatever it might be are we known for faith and love or are we known for gathering in our houses and talking to each other are we really known for stepping out in faith and giving everything in love where it overflows, or do we just are we just known for getting through? And how are we doing um, in our churches? If people, if Paul was to talk about Timothy's report about Greyfriars, about New Hope, about Reading Gateway, would what, what he talk about faith and love? Let's just think about where we might be as we go through this week. And just as we kind of come into land and come to finish, I want to tell you my favourite story about baptism, and then give you a chance to experience and find something of this love in your life so um, in my previous job as a youth pastor in a a different church um, and um, had a young person called Simba amazing name what a guy Um, he was maybe 15 16 Uh, he was part of the football team that I was was doing some coaching got to know him there nightmare on the football pitch impossible to control Um, that's fine he was really gifted he did whatever he wanted that's not the point Um, anyway uh, he didn't come to church, and then suddenly his mum started bringing him to church. So just him and his mum, they would come to church, um, and they would just, he would just sit there. He wouldn't do any of the youth stuff. He just loved listening to what was going on at the front um, and just joining in with what was going on. Um, so I didn't get to know him that well, but I got to know him a bit. Um, and basically, he started to put his faith and his trust in Jesus. He started to love Jesus. Something in his heart changed, and he started to say, yeah, I, I believe and trust in Jesus, just as we've declared this evening. Um, And so he was like, Dan, can I get baptised? I said, yes, let's meet up a few times. Let's do a few baptism prep courses. Most of you that have got baptised this evening, you would have been done some sort of course with someone to just make sure you're ready and that you know what you believe and it's all happening. So I did this with Simba um, and we just went through all of these things. And by the end, I'd convinced him, I didn't convince him, he'd convinced me that he was a Christian. (laughs) And he'd convinced me, yes, like Simba is ready to, put, like, to, to go through this step, to put his faith and his trust in Jesus. And I was like, yep, yeah, you've done it. You have given your life to Jesus. Well done, Simba, let's baptize you. So we did something similar to this. Uh, he came up, we baptized him, amazing, went out, got changed, sorted, all of that, brilliant. The preacher got up to preach, and the preacher, uh, at the end of his talk, said, if anyone wants to give their life to Jesus, come and kneel at the front of church. And to my shock and horror, as, an, as a naive youth worker, Simba was the first one to stand up and come to the front and be like, Yeah, I think I want to do that. <laughs> and I was like, Oh no, my baptism prep course is really down the pan here, isn't it? He clearly didn't know what he was signing up for. What's he doing? And then I thought about it more, and he was just there being like, Yeah, I want to give my life to Jesus. I was like, You've already done that. Like, you've done baptism 10 minutes ago. What are you doing? And he was like, I want to take every single opportunity in my life to say yes to Jesus. Every single opportunity. And so he, he stood up, he came come and knelt at the front, and he just was there saying, yes, this is what I'm called to. This is what I want to do. I want to follow Jesus. And ever since that moment, I've been inspired to be more like Simba. Sometimes I feel like I need to become a Christian every day. Sometimes every hour. Where I just say, actually, I I need to just keep saying yes to Jesus. Because I wander and I drift. And I just need to keep coming back and saying yes to Jesus. And so this evening, I I just want to give you the opportunity, whatever that may look like, to say yes to Jesus. If that's a tiny amount of faith and you're saying, yeah, I want to explore something more, then that's brilliant. That's great. That's where I was in that first baptism service, saying, yeah, actually... Something here is different and I want to do that. If this is you saying, for the millionth time, I'm saying yes to Jesus because that's what I need to do every day, then that's great as well. But I don't want to leave here this evening without people having the opportunity just to say yes to Jesus. So I'm going to do a David and ask you to stand. And Tom's already on the way. What a hero. (laughs) And we're just going to pray. And I just want to give you the chance to say yes to Jesus, because that's what this is all about. That's what these people this evening have done. They've just said, yes, I believe and trust in him. And so just as we begin to, to worship and pray, Lord, I pray that you would inspire us to say yes to you. That you'd change something in our hearts. No matter how far we've wandered, whether we're fresh to church and this is new, all new to us, or whether we've been here thousands of times. Lord, I pray that faith would rise in this room. And that your the experience of love would grow in this place. And so this evening we're just going to have a few opportunities to respond. If you want to respond to Jesus and you're like yes I'm all in and maybe you're on the edge and you're not sure whether you want to be a Christian but tonight you're like yeah actually having heard these stories and I want to put my faith and my trust in Jesus then I'm, I'm going to encourage you to do a simba and, and come down to the front and just kneel down and say yes I want to I want to follow Jesus and if anyone does that that's great if no one does I don't mind um, and if you want to just say yes to Jesus where you are Maybe just put your hand on your heart, put your hands out, put your hands in the air. Do, do something, because some, what I've learned in my life is that I sometimes need to move my body into a place where my heart can catch up. And so sometimes as we express what we, what we want to do with our body, our hearts catch up and start saying yes to Jesus. And so just as, we, just as Tom starts playing, if you want to respond to Jesus in whatever way you feel comfortable tonight, if you want to do anything, then please just say yes. I I don't care how you do it. Just say yes to Jesus, to taking that next step. And so Jesus, we pray that you would fill our hearts with faith, that we would experience something new and fresh of your love. Pray for those those people here this evening who are feeling dry in their faith, who are feeling dry in love and want to be overflowing pray this evening you would overflow in their hearts because you are love. Pour out your love this evening. And so, Jesus, just in this moment, we respond to you. And we say, yes, Jesus. I believe and trust in you.